A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work-Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your merciless manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today we'll be talking about coworkers that don't understand body language in the deep dive, before we address some audience questions and issues from the internet. But first... Want to hit the daily stand-up? Is this where we do the comedy? I think this is where we're supposed to do the comedy. Okay, all right. I'll 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 do my best. Okay, so... Hit me with the daily stand-up, Frank. The thing I wanted to talk to you about is the thing that's on everyone's lips today. I'm sure that you have been unable to avoid it. It Glitter is the ball. miracle on ice. Mira Curl on ice. Oh my god. We're talking about fucking curling, aren't we? We are talking about curling. John Schuster <laughs> and Team <Okay>. Rejects <laughs> took first ever gold in Olympic curling for USA. For the US? Wow. First time. Beating out the top-ranked team, Sweden. Oh, wow. Four. The, it wasn't even the Canadians that were that were top dogs? Nope, we took out the Canadians. It was apparently Sweden was the team to beat. Wow. Uh, and and so here's the thing. Like, everybody respects curling so much. It was on at, like, <laughs> midnight. Uh-huh. Uh, even the Olympics <laughs> respects curling so much that first they were given the women's gold curling medals and had to go back and be like, no, this says women's on it. And they were like, okay, yeah. Oh, oh here they are. Wow. <laughs> they didn't even didn't even have the medal set out because they cared so little. Yeah, just just kind of getting dissed left and right this particular sport. But but here's the thing. If you were to ask me what my favorite winter olympic sport is, mm-hmm. I probably would have said curling. Not that I know much of anything about curling. But because curling is such a beautifully ridiculous thing. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And and honestly, when you think of winter sports, that really is the first thing that my mind goes to. You know, uh, my, my new job that I started, uh, we have somebody that, that's from Canada that we talk to uh, pretty often. And one, one of the first things that came up was was curling. And they were like, yeah, we're, we're actually really excited. I'm like, good on you. <laughs> all right I mean, the, <laughs> the the rest of the u.s couldn't give two fucks about our curling team but we're glad they won <laughs> but here here okay so here's the thing this is a story made for movies all right okay so one of the things that i love about curling one it's just a fucking ridiculous sport Absolutely. it is it is scottish in origin like, the Scots have a tradition of just coming up with batshit crazy sports to play while completely fucking blotto drunk. I mean, you've got the caber toss, you've got golf, which... 
Yep. I, I mean, just just golf. That's all you really have to say. Uh, I can't think of too many other ones. You know, maybe like something to do with like bag bagpipes, competitive bagpipe blood sport. Yeah, um, that that's one of my favorites. Yeah. But because they're Scots, I mean, uh, they they go all the way up to four inch blades. Uh, <laughs> but because well, it's well, bagpipes, because to... I don't think anybody's super disappointed, right? But I mean, you you really have to get past the beard. Um, so yeah. like, even a two inch blade would not even like pierce the first layer of beard. So you really have to to have a a longer blade just to to hit skin, just to and get in there. That's just mechanics, just to get in there. But I do. I also love curling because curling is like the one sport where Joe Average bag of donuts off the street can be like, I can aspire to be an Olympic athlete. Right. <laughs> it's like I've these looked, are. I've looked at football. I've looked at basketball, baseball, hockey, all the rest of those, and speed skating. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah there, there's no way I can do any of that. <laughs> but in this thing. I could be Michael fucking Jordan. <laughs> Biathlon, where you got to ski, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Nope. Which, but, which, uh, okay, let, let's pause for one second. Let's think about that for a second, the biathlon. They're they're just skating around. They're, they're skiing around with a loaded rifle. And <laughs> I mean, how can that not be the goofiest sport that exists? Like curling, you, the, curling gets the, the, the silver medal in goofy sports when we have the biathlon where somebody is literally just skiing around with a loaded rifle waiting for something to shoot <laughs> well they've got it they've got to ski 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 to like a, a certain place as fast as they can and then they've got to do target shooting with these super hyper specialized rifles right i mean if you've ever seen one of these things it does not look like you know it's not just the hunting rifle it is like this stripped down carbon fiber box thing that uh is you know hyper accurate you you've exposed a weakness in me i have not actually seen uh the weapons they use in this sport oh yeah no they they look super sci-fi goofy all right we're googling biathlon rifle this is making this is going to make for great audio by the way oh yeah this is the best audio nothing like googling something <laughs> holy shit this is uh, this am is I right this is buck wild. Yeah, that's some shit, <laughs> isn't it? This is ridiculous. What does that shoot? Is that like a... It's like a little mini fucking rail gun. Like, that's I, think what... it, I think it shoots lasers. <laughs> I mean, and we it's finally... it these weird like straps and stuff coming off of it. It looks like it's a crossbow. What is that we've, supposed we've to be? We finally got the technology for laser rifles. We only use it for the biathlon. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> And by the same token, we've also cured cancer, and we only use it to cure the biathlon athletes. Because yeah, no, I mean they get cancer from shooting the laser rifles. So mm, okay, that that goes hand in hand. I, I'm not yeah, that, it's not sure why I didn't see that before. Exactly. Okay, here, here's what I want to propose. We couldn't really like practice the biathlon down here because it doesn't snow enough. Uh, what about like the water biathlon, <laughs> where you're you're water skiing with a loaded rifle? Like, <laughs> I think that that is that is so redneck. I think it works and is probably actually already a thing. Like I can just see some guy in some cutoff jean shorts, no shirt, with like 
you know, the family hunting rifle slung across his back going, See, I think, he, uh, I think that may be what they, what they tried to do uh, in the 96 Olympics that were held in Atlanta. <laughs> because yeah. it's like, okay, we've got kayaking. Uh, we don't normally do winter sports in the Summer Olympics, but uh, we can't help but really want to watch these rednecks <laughs> shoot their feet off <laughs> in the, the skis, <laughs> skis and hunting rifles. Skis oh and hunting rifles is uh, is is a great sport. It's one of my favorite sports, at any rate. Wow, this is this is already a very informative podcast for me. I'm I'm so glad. Uh, it's right next to the uh, the fan boat luge uh, <laughs> in terms of things that I enjoy watching <laughs> in the redneck Winter Olympics. No, 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 it would be the paddle boat luge. There we go. <laughs> But, like, so these Olympians, like, one guy works literally at the sporting goods store. Another is the manager of the family liquor store. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Like, these are just fucking dudes. And and here's the thing. So they, they lost so bad in 2014 mm-hmm. that USA Curling wanted nothing to do with them. Oh, wow. And it was, like, only years later that that the curling uh group was like all right can you guys go to the gym like once <laughs> at least pretend and, to be athletic in some nature yeah if you guys can at least pretend to be athletes then we'll maybe think about supporting you guys and like they went to the gym and one guy dropped like 30 pounds and you know so they went at it it's just one of those things like this would make a wonderful 1980s feel good sports film one part of that story that kind of perplexes me is that you you said that the u.s olympic curling committee (laughs) they they wanted nothing to do with them how selective can they really afford to be like i i feel that there are not that many like olympic medal quality athletes uh out there signing up for curling so it's kind of like uh i wouldn't really think that the review process is is very complex like have you have you seen curling before and are you willing to be on (laughs) film doing curling like that's that's really look i'm not trying to disparage our olympic athletes i'm just saying (laughs) are you willing to be seen curling that may be the most important metric. The other part, they can show them videos, and that, that part's met. But Have you used a broom? Why? <laughs> in. <laughs> if not, are you willing to? <laughs> so it's not an instant disqualification. It's just a, another step in the process. But I, I think it's the feel-good sort of Winter Olympics story. <laughs> that we all need at this point in our lives. Like the guy from Dick's Sporting Goods won gold. I mean that that Olympics. is that is a true underdog story. Uh all right, do we want to get to the deep dive? Oh yeah, let's do that. All right, so lead us out. So for the deep dive today, the topic that I want to cover is coworkers that don't understand body language or social cues or or don't understand when somebody doesn't want to talk. Those are all so, kind of parts of the same package. Um, 
So the ones that just don't get it when I do my sexy dance. My come hither dance. It's more about people that you don't want to be near you being near you. But in your case, I can I can see that you're you're definitely, you know, giving everybody the come hither stare and nobody's I mean, there's coming a dance. Hither. There's a dance that's, that goes along with it. Uh, and so far, it's just it's not necessarily working out well. So I'm thinking well, that no one in the office is getting the body language. Well, from an outsider's perspective, you know, from an outsider's perspective, let me just say. Um, it looks a whole lot like a haka <laughs> instead of a mating dance. Like it looks like you're psyching yourself up to go like kill somebody. Not that oh. you are, you know, wanting the uh, the sensual bonds of love. Oh, that's my that's my O face though. That's That explains that explains so much about you, Frank. <laughs> My love screams. I don't know. Oh, anyway. I mean, we're answering a lot of questions on here. I'm now. I think I'm now realizing why it hasn't been working. <laughs> you were, we're answering a lot of questions that uh, nobody's asking. <laughs> but no, no. So, um. But yeah, I think all of us that have worked in an office at one point or another uh, have had these coworkers that, you know, it, it's not that you dislike them, um, quite the opposite. Like you, you know, generally the people that uh, that kind of overstay their welcome in your cube are people that you like to talk to. Like they're they're people that are nice, that they, you know, often are, are funny or kind. But the problem mm. is, is that maybe they have less to do at the time and when you really have to get some work done there are there's some common strategies that people use to uh to to ward off would-be interrupters uh like turning your your chair or you know putting on headphones or (laughs) um you know switching back to the the tab that had your work on it or you know what you know kind of walk Putting my fingers in my ears and going, na 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 na, I can't hear you. That yeah, that that is like DefCon Five, uh, as far as the the means of getting the point across. Um, but the thing is, is that you don't necessarily always want to go straight to like the nuclear option and just you know, literally, if you have a door, shut the door. Um, you know, if you have some noise canceling headphones, like turn them on and like like actually show yourself flipping the switch <laughs> to turn on the noise canceling. Um, those are a little bit too direct, I feel. Um, okay. So so what do you think is the best way, and we can start serious and drift off into the sunset of funny mundane bullshit, um, <laughs> but what what is your experience with, with people that don't get the memo? Um, and if you say me, I'm going to be so upset. Um <laughs> <laughs> How do you handle Derek, people? This is an intervention. This entire <laughs> but podcast but has I, been an intervention. Man, this is the longest con ever because I came up with this topic. You were just, waiting, just waiting for me to to come up with this topic and present it. What if I hadn't thought of it in like fifty episodes, Frank? Are you really saying that you're willing that you would play the con that long? 
I'm a patient man, Derek, and your entire family is here, and we just want you to know that we love you, and we want to get you the help that you need. No, oh. like, for, for me, see, you're like, I don't want to go to any of the DEF CON 5 things, and I'm sitting over here like, mm, do we not, Derek? <laughs> so, okay, I may not, but but I can, I can see that your tactics uh, just out the gate are a little bit different than mine. So here's, so here's the thing at one office that I worked at, there was a guy who every day I would come in. Is he trying to butter you up a little bit? Yeah. He, he wanted to talk to me and he wanted to talk to me about like his, his weekend and the stuff that he was doing and his family and like in depth on how good he was doing at the, you know, the project and things like this. And, and here's the thing about me, like, does not work on me. And this guy was just constant. Like, it would be the, the moment I hit the runway coming into the office, I knew I would have this dude attached directly to my ass for at least 30 Jesus. minutes. And nothing I could do would get rid of him. Like, I, I could turn and just, like, not say anything and start making a cup of coffee, and he would just continue talking to my back. I could go into my office and sit down and he would just stand in front of my desk and continue going on. So like so do you think that I this would, this guy was just oblivious or inconsiderate? Like what or, or or desperate? He was, like, he was like was he really trying to to forcefully butter you up to where because we know your history with with some of your offices before. Like you have been the Grim Reaper and maybe this guy was trying to be proactive and you know <laughs> And try trying to trying to be a name that you like and and think of when you or or think of when you think of high quality. I think this guy had at some point he had gotten that he was definitely one of those people that when they find something that's supposed to work, mm. they do it in a in social an situation manner. The kind of person who's like insert quarter action right. occurs like they want to they want to find an input and then they expect an output this is the kind of guy that goes up to a girl in a bar <laughs> and buys her a drink and expects like that was the ma like i bought you a drink now you're supposed to talk right. to me or something like that you know I, I maybe maybe you're not like me if that had been me in your position i would have like i would it the first 30 minutes of the day would haunt me and you know every morning i would come into work dreading that that <laughs> 30 minutes i i'm a bad person to come to with like tales of how to handle with and, and but on the other hand here's the thing i can definitely handle with soft gloves those people who just don't have the best social it's really emotional iq you yeah know? it's emotional absolutely. awareness these people just can't see that someone else is trying to tell them things without actually using words to right. tell them and for some people, like, okay, some people who, who are on the spectrum, like, that is that is a, a diagnosis and a thing, and, and it's a, a an issue that they've got to deal with in their lives. And and it's like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll try to work around, you know, your, your particular challenges right. and stuff like that. And, and sometimes you end up in situations like that. Right. What I find refreshing is that people are becoming more and more able to discuss right like mental health and things like that with other people right so like 
at at a convention that I was at, we were talking about neurodiversity in gaming, and like a couple people were like, "Yeah, I when I come up to a group playing board games or, or RPGs or something like that, I tell them I'm on the spectrum. I'm not going to get these kinds of social cues. Right. You are going to have to tell me up front." That's actually quite amazing. Like, like that is, although it's still probably a difficult discussion to have, like that is really empowering when somebody feels comfortable enough to, to kind of say, Hey, you know, I, I am on the spectrum. I, I'm still a really nice person. That's just, that is a quality of me, but that is not me. And, you know, is able to say, you know, are, are you willing to work around that? You know, that gives people leeway to, you know, be direct and, and not, kind of you know not dance around the fact and just do the things that work and i think that's right that's got to be um the best of a bad situation um and you know there are there are a lot of situations that i found myself in that um you know would would certainly have been better served being honest and open about things um you know because you know there have been like i said some people that i've worked with in the recent past and the, the not so recent past that uh, you know, there are, there are social cues they just don't get like, you know, they will sit there and they will talk and they will, um, you know, I, I will, I will begin the ladder of, <laughs> of disengagement. The, the first one is turn my feet slightly and begin turning my body. Uh, then there is the take a step in the other direction, like, like where my feet are going. Uh, third is probably to sit down in my chair. The fourth is to start swiveling my chair towards my computer screen while still looking at them. And then, you know, maybe the next step will be to actually look at my computer screen. And I would say most of the time this was enough. Like once we got to step five or six, whatever that was, that was enough. But then there are some cases where they're like, I really want to tell you, <laughs> I, okay, I'm not going to give a specific example because that will be too telling, uh, <laughs> but, uh, there will be somebody listening going, that son of a bitch. <laughs> he never let me finish my conversation about that. My God. Um, no, I wanted but, to talk about avocado toast and he just cut me off. So then if, if all else fails, then come on the the headphones and music and there have still been days where that didn't work. And at that point, like literally turn to them and, and I just had to say, please, for the love of all that is good and holy, I have a deadline and, and you have fuck all to do. Please find somebody else who has an, an equal amount of nothing to do and bug them. And, and, and there's some people that, that, you know, that's different from not being able to necessarily take the cue. I think there's some people that get the cue and are like, no, I don't want to sit down at my desk. Like, <laughs> it is acceptable for me to talk to a coworker. Right. It is not acceptable for me to sit and watch Twitch. Which is true. I mean. So I am now talking to this coworker and by God, I'm going to hold on to this interaction until the bitter, bitter end. Okay. So like that, they will pry is, my fingers off of this person's coattails. That is actually a decent point that I hadn't considered is that when, when we were doing, you know, when we were doing the interactions, uh, it was acceptable for them to not be doing work. But the second 
they sat back down at their own computer and had nothing to do, you know, they couldn't just surf the internet. Oh, yeah, that's actually... I may have been thinking about this all wrong. I thought that they were just just blissfully unaware that I wanted them to stop talking to me. Uh, but no, they may have understood. They got the social cues, but they were so so unwilling to do work that they would rather cause two people to lose time than to actually have two people doing work. My God, like I'm taking was... you down into boredom with me. <laughs> if I don't want to work, nobody's going to get to work. That's actually a decent point. Now maybe I will feel a little bit better about getting to DEFCON 5 a little sooner and being like, I really need to do work and I like you, buddy, but you need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> so here's one that I use a lot and I, I probably shouldn't reveal it as a as a thing. Yeah, but a, as, some, a, as a strat- strategy. Yeah, as a strategy. I will honestly, when I when I've gotten to the point and it's and it's obvious that they're just not going to take the hint, I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm late for a meeting," and then just get up and walk away. <laughs> no, Frank, you've done that to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, sometimes I'm actually late for me with you, Derek. No, no, I was no. Always it's too late, late Frank. for the meeting. You can't walk it back. There is no walking this back. Uh, it's like every, now every person from my high school me. that heard my last episode knows that I love them. They're the <laughs> only person from my high school that I love. And similarly, you're the only person I have never done that to, Derek. At no point have I ever faked that I had a meeting. I can't trust that, Frank. I will have you know that now for the re- for the rest of the week, I will be <laughs> I will be spiraling mentally. About all the times that you said you were late for a meeting, you done fucked up, Frank. You, you have, you have just, you have just pulled out this this beautiful thing that we had, and you have dropped it on the ground, dropped trow, and just shat all over it. It is, it is You're just done. Be singing wham under your breath. <laughs> I'm heartbroken, Frank. I don't know how it can go on. Just sing Careless Whisper to yourself. That's all I can... (laughs) (laughs) No, but for other people... (sighs) Stepping back a little bit and taking myself out of the equation and all the times that you've done that to me, um, I will say that is a good strategy. Like, because... Nobody, okay, so that that works most of the time. There are some people that are on the same general schedule as you. All the people that I worked with, we all had the same meeting. So, like, and we had public calendars. So, if <laughs> if you said you had a meeting, they could verify. They're going to think one of two things. Either that you're a liar and you just wanted to get away, or they're think, they, think, they think the meeting is an interview for another company. So, <laughs> So See, I wasn't, way. I wasn't necessarily going to go to there because the 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 last one, like the nuclear option, uh huh, is I've got to poop. <laughs> oh, and it works both ways because that also is a cover for your previous excuse of I've got a meeting that I'm late to. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I think that is about good a time as any to take the elevator to accounting. Let's do it. 
You know what's sad? Like that. Anytime I think of elevator music, that is the first thing my mind goes to. This girl from Ipanema. Yeah, that's like. Yes. That is classic cartoon uh, elevator music. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's like the, the subconscious thing. That uh, that has just worked in my brain. I have I have a hard time listening to a lot of uh, the good classical music because all of it was used <laughs> in Looney Tunes. So right, <laughs> I like Ride of the Valkyries, uh, Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. Killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You back yet? That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, would you like to uh, get to an audience question? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Hit me. I have a coworker that when I explain things to him, he just repeats what I said verbatim back okay, to me. Okay, he repeats what you said back slower, to you. Okay. And with a confused tone, as if he's asking me a question. Then I'll go into more detail, and he'll take the very last thing I say and repeat it back to me, again, slower, also confused sounding. This is a vicious cycle on my personal sanity, and I need to know how to escape it before I'm stuck in an endless loop of stupidity, sent in by repetitious in rural Alabama. Okay, so they're repeating back what she says, What she says. slower? Slower. And confused sounding? Confused? <laughs> if she actually has developed a nervous tick about this, <laughs> then we have just exacerbated it tenfold. <laughs> exacerbated it tenfold? <laughs> or the bit's done, Frank. That's We can't do this anymore. The bit? <laughs> Question? Did you notice my upward inflection? The bit's done when I say the bit's done. <laughs> Oh, this this is the kind of thing I don't know. Uh, I really it, it depends just, on what the what the field is and what their role is compared to yours. Um, if they're like, I, I mean, if you're asking them to go get you coffee and they're like, okay, go get you coffee, it's like yes, a mocha frappuccino and mocha no frappuccino. whipped cream. No whipped cream? <laughs> wow. That is fucking terrible. <laughs> like, I know we were doing a bit, but I wanted to strangle you. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the your blood on my hands like that. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that, that, that seems like it would be pretty terrible. <laughs> so I would like to think that this is not actually a person. This is some sort of like replicant or something. And, oh, and they're, I like this. They're, uh, their processors are not quite capable of processing human speech quite yet. So they have to kind of buy time 
and the way that the way that they have figured out to do it is to repeat it back and so it kind of gets this bouncing back and forth and eventually after the third or fourth time the person says it then okay i get it i was able to to capture the important parts of that phrase and now i know what to do with it um what I want to know is what happens immediately after this interaction happens. Like, does it literally go on until like, <laughs> you know, the, the bell rings? Like I imagine that most people have a, some sort of school bell type thing that saves them <laughs> from awkward interactions. Saved by the bell. I mean, Slater, <laughs> um, screech, screech. Yeah. They all come in and, uh, physically remove you from the premises. To save you from the so situation. So Slater could definitely help. I'm not sure that... Uh, Screech gets the feet. Okay, man. okay. You can get one foot and maybe Zach gets the other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what are the other... <laughs> let's see. Quiz time. What are the... <laughs> what are the other we, ones? We have now exhausted officially my Saved by the Bell knowledge. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think there was Lisa. And then there was Kelly. Okay. Um, And I think... Which one was the one that was in Showgirls? I mean, Tori hmm. Spelling is a name, so I I don't know whether it's her name from the show or if that's her real name, but Tori Tori yeah. Spelling is accurate. But to which question I don't know. <laughs> no, I think. I, yeah, no. Now we can play like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> but it's who the fuck was in Saved by the Bell? Um, uh, Mr. Belding. I, I don't... Mr. Belding, that's an uh -huh. actor that was in Saved right. by the Bell. Uh, I think I think that was who played Kelly, actually. No, no, Mr. Belding, like the principal. Mr. Belding, the principal? Yeah. Is that not... Is that am, not... Have I, out, have I overstepped? Have I outkicked my coverage on this one? Have I outkicked my coverage on this one? Oh my god, you're doing it, and I didn't notice, and it was just <laughs> making me mad. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is like the best tool. Uh, I didn't know this was a thing Frank, that people could do to each other. I hope you know you are single-handedly bringing down the, this podcast. <laughs> And you should be, you should be ashamed because... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last episode of Work Life and Balance. Derek just rage quit. <laughs> because I am so used to taking you at face value and trusting that you are not trying to lead me into some sort of gimmick. <laughs> and now you have a thing, you have a new toy, and I hate it. And it and it makes me feel bad. <laughs> I want you to stop. You have to trust me again, Derek. This no. is twice that I've broken your trust in one episode. <laughs> See, in the same fucking episode, you were just destroying all of our, all of our uh, our social safety. Wait, that's that's a different thing. Um... <laughs> Frank, you can't play that. That's copyrighted music. <laughs> I will not get sued. <laughs> oh. oh, oh! I'm sure that if I no. keep it under like ten seconds or something, it's it's fair use. Okay, so that is twice that I have experienced this, and I have got to say, whatever 
you have considered doing to this person is well within your bounds. You will not go to jail for whatever happens to them. <laughs> whatever it is, it's legally Death, admissible. Uh, fire, you know, curses, you know, uh, whatever you happen to inflict upon them, it's not enough. <laughs> like <laughs> you need, you need two purples, wor- two people's worth of ass whipping to to give to this person. Oh my god! Okay, uh, this, this I've got really terrible. I'm not sure how you diffuse it though. Like you have to short circuit it somehow. Somehow, but. But really, I think we need to get to the to the why. Like, like is it that he doesn't understand? Does I have not to assume like her, his job, her job. What what's going on? It's the kind of thing that people will do when they know that eventually you're going to get frustrated and go do <laughs> the work for them. Right. Oh, is this kind of like doing the dishes but badly, and exactly. in hopes that I won't have to again? Right. And hopefully Jessica doesn't listen to this. Uh... <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I know that that is a thing that does work for some people, but that is not something that works with us. Like <laughs> the first time, the first time, because when we started, when we got married, like I legitimately did not know how to do anything. Like I was completely incapable of taking care of myself, as was very well displayed uh, by my dorm room, which looked like a bomb went off and anytime like <laughs> oh, no. there would be this there would be this wonderful period for 2 weeks when i first moved into a dorm where it would be clean and looked like a a human lived there and not you know a pack of badgers you're uh, one of those people that the only time the place is clean is the day you move in it that's how i was because that's just like i don't know what it was i think it was just like cleaning took away from video game time uh, as did school and work and anything else and that was just not going to work um but you know i've seen so, people so who I have would... their shit together better with a meth habit man <laughs> i mean uh you're not wrong um <laughs> but I need some of that playstation i need I need the playstation you got you got it you got any playstation games <laughs> um no but but yeah so when we first got married like that was a big like colliding of two worlds because she's she's a very uh, minimalist person like she doesn't like messes um, and now that I've adapted to that like our life is is very easy and we don't have a whole lot of clutter uh, maybe sometimes I throw away things that I might have used later down the road but um, by and large whatever I would have used again uh, was probably an obsolete version of what I actually wanted so I would just buy it again um, oh god if only I could do that I have. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It you know, there's there's a uh, <laughs> it's actually fun. I was talking about talking about this uh, with my uh, brother-in-law and father-in-law today. Uh, but you know, there is like the I think they call it like the six and six method, where if you haven't used it in six months and you don't see yourself using it again for another six months, this does not apply to epipens. By the way, <laughs> it must be said that I'm not going to need this <laughs> life-saving medication does not count. Uh, but anything that's a household item, if you haven't used it in six months and you're not going to use it in the next six months, get rid of it because you don't need it sitting around. And if you need it that badly, then you're, you'll be able to go and get it again. Um, but, you know, we had <laughs> my father-in-law was like, it's like six and six probably doesn't work for you, does it? I was like, no, you know, it's more like, you know, like one and one, like like one week. <laughs> if I haven't used it in a week, I'm not going to use it next week. Get rid of it. 
Uh, no, it's not not quite that that severe, but uh, but no, it's 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 led us to be like very uh, very minimalistic, and it's very simple. But um, <laughs> there were times when we were first married when I was still uh, this like I was a you know we talk about raccoons a lot, but I'm pretty sure that a raccoon was was literally like. I was a raccoon in a past life because, you know, things would just stay where I left them. Uh, I would rummage through the trash, like <laughs> dunk each <laughs> like piece overall. of food before eating it. No, that, that might be the only quality I didn't have. Um, but no, like I would, you know, I would goof up the dishes and she's like, let me show you how to do them right. <laughs> so there was no, for it, 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 it's not, it's not a, a negative thing. It's, it's just a, here is how it's, here you ha- here's how you're supposed to do it because you obviously have no clue how to do anything that pertains to household chores and and she was absolutely right take now, notes dum dum let's do this again <laughs> you rinse the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher and see that's why we're still married because i didn't do what you just did <laughs> She might have like it's like okay here's how to wash the knives, and then if I had done that and I had repeated back everything she said, but slower and more inquisitively, you would have worn uh, the knives. Yes, exactly. I would have. I would have become a human pincushion, festooned with decorative so. handles. <laughs> no, sir. I did not stab him. I festooned him <laughs> with knife handles. <laughs> Uh, no, see, but, early on, I had a bunch of shirts that turned pink and small, and mm-hmm. I was, I've been doing a lot of the laundry since then. So, <laughs> because you are you are neither a lover of pink or small of body. Now I've got a I've got a nice salmon shirt uh, that I, I recently I've talked about it probably before. I think yeah, it's like you the one thing it. with a fucking spot of color in my entire goddamn wardrobe. <laughs> like, here's the thing: like, I'm an old goth. And right, <laughs> it, it comes across in my wardrobe. Like, given the choice, I'm like, hmm, yes, the black boots, the black socks, mm, the black pants, mm, and black shirt. Yes, this all seems fine to me. I will wear this out. <laughs> uh, very utilitarian, I suppose. Yeah, you, um, you end up looking like a fucking stagehand, though. So, right, I've I've tried to branch out. Yeah, and I, I'm really disappointed because you've talked about that salmon shirt before, and I still haven't seen you in it. I I want to know whether or not it brings out your eyes. I, I break it out only for special occasions, like mm. work interviews. <laughs> so what you're saying is that I need to fake my own funeral so that you'll <laughs> so that you'll come to it in that salmon shirt so that I can finally see it in all its glory. You'll just pop up out of the casket and be like, "Aha, gotcha, motherfucker." <laughs> there will be a lot of people gasp a couple people have yeah. heart attacks and fall over that might be a plane for the peanuts cuts it kind of situation but i think it would be worth it <laughs> yeah oh. so the only thing i can think of is this dude is trying to get out of work and uh the the only thing that you can do to short circuit it is just doing it back to him until you get down into the point that you guys are just cycling a single syllable back and forth, huh? 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 <laughs> just, huh? Like, huh? just lop off a uh, a syllable each time that you repeat it back to one another. 
<laughs> exactly. Until it's like, you know, when you get on a call or something and two people in the same room are, uh, are on the audio and you just get that feedback loop. Right. Where everyone is scrambling <laughs> to find who it is so that they can mute them before it, uh, it invariably leads to everyone going deaf in the room. And see, and, and it would be very, actually quite similar to this situation because in the end it just sounds like like screaming <laughs> like the gates the of hell have opened up all right shall we uh shall we hit an issue from the internet yeah i i don't i don't think there's a lot of help that we can give to uh to what what was what was their their moniker repetitious in rural alabama yeah i don't i don't think we can do a whole lot for them just uh, kill him. See, I, I resisted the urge there to do the thing. I let the bit die so that we could move on. <sighs> I and I had just begun to trust you again, Frank. It would have it would have been the nail in the coffin. Like <laughs> I resisted would, the urge, Derek. <laughs> you would have to find another fucking co-host. <laughs> there you gotta give me credit, be... Derek. It was tough, but I did it. <laughs> I, I admire your restraint, but. The, the the risk was very high because you would have had to find another fucking co-host to put, put up with your shit. I put down the needle. It had 50 cc's of pure, <laughs> uncut repetition in it. <laughs> I got no, no, so Frank, high. that's an overdose. Stop. <laughs> All right. So this issue is from user Advice Me Up, Yo. Advice nice Me Up. Title. All right. Advice Me Up, Yo. <laughs> this seems this seems tailor made for us. All right, uh, user advice me up yo says free car or safer car. So I'm 18 and almost ready to start driving, and to get my permit or license. My mom wants me to get a car that's good in the snow, as the winters where I live can be very bad with driving. She sh- she suggested a Subaru of some kind. I'm not a car guy, so I don't care either way. However, my stepdad got a job offer that gives him a new car and offered me his car for free. I imagine, didn't officially ask me yet. Wait, they're they're kind of they're kind of We're counting, jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah, kid. counting the chickens before the eggs hatch. But anyway, I think it's a second gen Toyota Prius, according to a quick Google search. Thing is, though, it's only front wheel drive, so not as good in the snow. Would it be better to take the free car? Or to get a used, safer car for in the snow. I don't imagine I'll be going far distances, at least very often, for a long time. Uh, community college, yada, yada, yada. So. <laughs> I mean, this one's a simple one. Free fucking car, hands down, every time. I agree like, 100%. Like, I don't care if you live in a fucking volcano <laughs> and you need a helicopter. If somebody gives you. A free, a free car. Prius. You you at least drive that fucker into the lava. Like, <laughs> well, okay, I guess I will try this out as I slowly circle up and up the caldera. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a I am very firmly in the uh, the free car, free car. Uh, fucking what what is the what word am I looking for? The free car camp. Yes. God damn. Could not think of the word camp. <laughs> oh my god, I've broken Derek. You have broken me, Frank. You have my thought processes are nothing. I have shattered but, his psyche. I am reeling with distrust. 
<laughs> I can't trust anything. No. Not your eyes, not your senses. Certainly not my brain. Um, no, I'm firmly in the free car camp. Um, I, I, I don't even know how to go further. Like, because... <laughs> free car. Free, free car. Like, you know, and this has actually been kind of a, a, a something that's happened to me in the past. Like, you know... <laughs> I have been given a free car before and it's been you know, very graciously given by, you know, my, my father-in-law and, uh, also at a different point, uh, you know, I got a, a free car from my father. N- neither of them were like the best, but that's not, that's not even remotely the point. Um, dad's just handing out cars tonight. Right. And well, you know, <laughs> we, we did go through a lot of rough spots and it took me a while to get through college. That, that was a tough, tough time. Um, but no, so we got, you know, the, the two cars that, that we've actually owned owned, you know, were, were gifts to us. And, uh, I wouldn't care if (laughs) there was nothing in that car that was required for me to take the car. Like it could have been, you know, no (laughs) windshield, uh, you know, no doors, bullet holes, whatever, if it ran and got me from from place to place to keep me from having to make a car payment, I could give two shits about anything else. Oh yeah, no, I that that's the thing. Like, funny aside, <laughs> fuck that. Take the free car. Like, I don't know. It could be like a clown painted hearse right. <laughs> that plays "Here Comes the King." <laughs> And I'd be like, wait, it's free? <laughs> Shit, yeah, fuck, sign me up. <laughs> so, you know, what What I'm thinking is, you know, there are ways to kind of have your cake and eat it too. Oh, fuck. We just, oh, that was a food thing. Oh, we, we almost, almost made it, Derek. We almost made it a full episode without talking about food. And I got to go talk about fucking cake. Oh, uh, you've ruined it, Derek. We'll never get there. No, I, I think at this point it's a lost cause. Anyway, um, so to allow them to both get the free car and, you know, be safe. So this is like a, a Prius, so not known for its... I mean, it's known for its safety, but not necessarily known <laughs> for uh, traversing snowy and or difficult terrain. Um, what they can do is it didn't say that they had to, like, keep the same tires on there. So I'm thinking, uh, meet them halfway. Monster truck tires. Monster truck tires. That is there exactly we go. We're gonna, right. We're going to jack this fucking Prius <laughs> up. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe there is, like, some, like, monster truck tire that's not necessarily as big as, like, the, the full ones. Because I think that might be a little difficult on the tiny little... Uh, you know, mostly battery powered engine. Um, but I, I think there is like some, <laughs> it only goes five miles an hour, but it's 10 feet tall and looks boss as shit. <laughs> um, I mean, in my mind's eye, it does look really badass. Like <laughs> I'm not sure how much like flame shooting a, a mostly battery powered car could, could muster. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's completely electric. I had to install. <laughs> 
<laughs> gasoline powered jets just that's the only thing it's used for i gotta i gotta fill up just like everybody else does but all i do with it is shoot flames out of the side of the thing <laughs> the electric car i did not choose the electric car life the electric car life chose me and my choice in return was to make it shoot gaseous flames <laughs> <laughs> that that destroy the ozone. Um, I got my Prius rolling cold. <laughs> oh, Man, anybody that... that's not a, a not a complete redneck that's probably going to fly straight over their heads. Absolutely. Um, no, but uh, but no, I'm seriously thinking like you know, raise this up, uh, get some like 32 inch uh, you know mudden tires. And and just go to town like, you know, that really opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, you know, you've seen some of those cartoons where they like uh, have the car that uh, <laughs> that has these hydraulics that extend them far up into the air and they can just drive over people. I mean, just make that your default. And then as long as there's no like really tall overpasses <laughs> where you live, you are golden. Just just bypass all the traffic. And the ones that don't that that you can't get over, just you know, run them over. It's fine. Because <laughs> now you have a mini monster truck. <laughs> just a, just the tiniest monster truck. So in the Prius Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 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 does not sound very intimidating whatsoever. The Prius Maximus. <laughs> plays in the hall of the mountain king whenever i push the uh, horn button <laughs> uh, now I, I could definitely get behind that um so i mean would there be anything about a car that would make you say nah i'm good i'm gonna buy my own because at the end of the day you could take the free car and then sell it and then use it to buy the new one is there, is, there, is there anything that would make it worse to take the free car over just straight up buying your own? Just packed every nook, cranny, the gills, every part of the car packed full of sweet heroin. <laughs> no, wait, we're, we're trying to think of why you wouldn't want it. Well, because someone's going to want the car. Okay, okay, now I follow you. As in, you know, there's no way... Yeah, this is kind of a too-good-to-be-true type of of thing. Exactly. Because they're giving you the free car, and the catch is (laughs) that you're going to be being tracked by the drug cartel. (laughs) Maybe it's not actually a fully functioning car. It is just a model replica carved out of solidified heroin. Yeah, I mean, I've seen those. Those are... uh... I'm fairly certain they're tossing them with catapults over the border wall as we speak. According to some people, that that is certainly a truth. Yeah, like the border patrol is in danger of being crushed by Priuses made completely out of black tar heroin. But what they need at the border is uh, they need more shotguns because those those military rifles they have are not doing a good job of uh, you know the improvised skeet shooting that is required. So as they're launching these Priuses made 
of solidified black tar heroin, they need lots of shotguns and to to skeet shoot them out of the air. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of pretty similar in construction to a clay and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I want to go clay pigeon shooting with you, Frank, because I was thinking, you know, clay clay pigeons mean a certain thing to me. Very small disc, orange, black clay, sling them, half of them break. You know, if you if you hit them, if you get within three feet of them, they're probably going to explode. Um, now I'm imagining that you have your own that are shaped like, you know, vehicles, other such sundry things. Uh, maybe painted with faces of people you don't like. <laughs> I'm imagining that you have a wide, just a, a wide array of clay pigeons of different shapes and sizes. Most of them large. Like, I know the guy from Jimmy John's is a big hunter, uh, but I, I'm an environmentalist at heart, so I can't go and, like, kill the elephants or anything. Okay. But what I can do is have them made of clay and then <laughs> slingshot it into the air so that I can take them out with a target shotgun. Okay. I can get behind that. Uh, now, are we talking, like, 100% one-to-one full scale? Yeah, one, 100%, one-to-one, full-scale. It makes shooting them pretty easy, honestly, especially when I'm when I'm chucking an elephant. Because uh, that's, not, that's not that hard to hit as it right. flies through the air. I'll be perfectly right. honest. But are you actually doing enough damage to it to cause it to explode like a clay pigeon is wont to do? I mean, I'm, I'm shooting slugs, so... Oh, okay. All right. So you're you're just you know once they hit the ground if they haven't broken you you investigate to see whether or not it was a kill shot, yeah. But no, so unless your Prius is made out of a hundred percent black tar heroin, um, what 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 other reason like like I, I <laughs> now joke, I, jokes I do aside. know a reason why someone would turn down a couch and I probably would imagine that it's the same. For a car, if it was used in a porno shoot. <laughs> I was thinking more generic, you know, we, you know, somebody made love in this thing. Uh, you went directly to porno shoot, and I want to know why. Well, I mean, I have to assume that everyone has, has done the deed in their car at some point or another. Sure. Uh, except for me. That's just gross, <laughs> weird, and sounds really uncomfortable. Right. I mean, it's it's not even really a want-to thing. It's a logistics thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> I have not owned vehicles big enough for me to comfortably make the sweet, <laughs> sweet love in the car. I mean, we've already talked about it. Like, where do the candles go? Where does the boom box go? Because those shitty speakers that come with the car, no. You have to have the, the boom box. It, it's, it's required. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I've got I've to put my tunes on uh, <laughs> before we can get, get down to biznaz. Before we can get to Flavortown. Exactly. <laughs> I, this is taking me directly to Flavortown. <laughs> no, okay. So, but I would think that... If it was used in like a good porno shoot, then it might actually eventually increase the value because, you know, maybe you can make it to the next year's, you know, uh, adult video awards and see whether or not that that film won. And if they did, then somebody's going to be asking for that car and you will be in a great position to sell it for a premium. Um, now, if it uh-huh. is more um, a more of a CD quality, uh, maybe. I mean, maybe not, like, maybe, 
Oh, See, now we're now we're getting into speculative. Oh, because uh, because we're 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 future. You know, we're looking into porno car futures at this point. Oh, that is not an avenue I've explored before. So yeah, trading trading of uh, porno car futures. Um, it's a risky game, and a lot of people have lost their savings uh, going into this. But the one time you get a really good one, I mean, you find that that car that was in the just the nastiest thing you can imagine, uh, but was you know high production value, uh, quality actors, believable story, um, really good. You know, somebody was able to like punch up the script to where there's a lot of a uh, lot of laughs in there. I mean, not every car is chitty chitty bang bang. Oh my god, that movie makes sense now. <laughs> okay, so you know, going back to the couch thing, there is no way I'm taking a couch from anybody because I don't care who you are. Like if you if you have had sex in your apartment. Chances are you have had sex on, on the couch or around the couch or some sort of act has been performed on the couch. I don't care. Like, that, I think that's just like a that is just a truth. So any couch that has been in a home where sex has happened ever. <laughs> Wait, no. Well, no, so See, what this well, is telling me, Derek, is I'm never sitting on the couch when I come over to your house. I didn't think that need to be said. Like, <laughs> like, I thought that was a given. Like I have I ever sat on your couch, Frank? No. I don't I have a guest couch. <laughs> okay, that that is an important distinction. <laughs> there is that is a good rule of thumb. So I there, keep the other couch in the red room. <laughs> there is there's a sex free guest couch. That is it's that like is an guest important towels. I did not even think about guest towels. Um, that is also important. Um, Have moving, you been using your guest towels wrong, Derek? That is not information you need to know. <laughs> but but no. So. <laughs> All right. So I'm not sitting on the couch and I'm not using the guest towels. Check. Frank, uh, it's best if you don't enter my home. Um, frankly, not with a black light. God damn. <laughs> no. Um, but no, I will not take a couch from anybody. Um, unless like there's something. So I, I did take a couch from somebody else one time when I, you know, when I was, uh, like 16 or 17, uh, I'd gotten the, the basement room of our house and it was a big open space and I wanted a couch to put in there. So, um, I thought, here's a good idea. I've got 40 bucks. Let's go to Goodwill and let's see, let's see what we can rustle up at Goodwill. You sweet summer child. Oh man. Um, it was a comfortable couch. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it only took one time of me kind of like falling asleep on it and my, my face kind of to uh, to go into the cracks. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> I got a good old whiff of oh, of no. stranger miscellany <laughs> that, <laughs> that that had neither description nor origin, and I was like, mm, 
gross. <laughs> <laughs> and from then on, uh, no more secondhand couches for me. Um, but a car is not a couch. I guess it is could it not? Be. Is it not? If you think about it, is it not just a couch with wheels? I think it actually is <laughs> literally a couch with wheels. Um, and no, there. I'm sure there. I, I can't remember what sitcom it was, but there is a sitcom where they have a like half of a car uh, in their living room or something for a couch. So I, I retract my previous statement. A car is, is a couch. So by by so law, there, of, thereby couch rules apply to cars. I, we were wrong the whole time, Frank. Uh, here we were thinking that we could that we. If we could accept a free car gift and we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we have now definitively proven that if offered a free car, you're going to have to buy a new car because that's the only way to keep to keep <laughs> from having gross things touch your butt. <laughs> See, that that actually calls into question a lot of things because, you know, when I think about a used car, all I'm thinking about is, has it been in a wreck? Has it had water damage? You know, have they uh, properly maintained the engine? Uh, yeah, there's some shit that doesn't show up on the Carfax now that I'm thinking about it. There's there's some glaring <laughs> loopholes here. <laughs> the amount of, uh, of bodily fluids that have been allowed to seep <laughs> into various nooks and crannies in the car. <laughs> oh, God. I want a, I want a measure of the... Uh, non-car related particulate matter in the vehicle. <laughs> All right, so I, I've got a new company, and okay. uh, we're gonna we're gonna plug the hole. Uh, and all we got to do is we just take the Carfax logo and replace that second A with a U. <laughs> <laughs> See, I when when you started talking, I I think. I was like, I think I know where he's going with this, and I'm just, I'm just gonna watch it happen because now it's I gotta, I gotta see if <laughs> let's see what what we get. www.carfucks.com. Wait, Frank, no, Frank, no, <laughs> no, Frank. Oh God, he's he's been lost. He's been lost to the internet. Derek, I have seen things. <laughs> I have seen things. I stared into the void, <laughs> and the void stared back into me. Oh, God. Oh. Never disable safe search. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my I'm God. I'm just going to be rocking back and forth at the bottom of the shower now. Well, uh, in order to allow you to do that, I think uh, I think it's about time to punch the clock. What do you think? I think so. All right. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on air, send them to questions at WLICast.com. They don't have to be work-related, and at this point, they're pretty much guaranteed to make it on the show. Send your feedback or comments to feedback at WLICast.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash WLICast or on Twitter at WL Imbalance and use the hashtag WLICast. This has been the Work Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, 
I think we're going to have to transfer you.